1: slate is officially over. So that means it's time for episode 107 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast brought to you by the GGFS Patreon page. Go over to patreon.com/slash garage guys right now. Subscribe to a tier. DFS rankings posted every weekend. Blog posts, you name it. We got it. Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, Patreon page. Subscribe today. Crazy week in the NFL. Week seven was insane. We're going to be talking all about the games, recapping them, going over the wild big woes of the fantasy day. And there were a shitload of big woes today. Drew, how many big woes can you count on on two hands that happened today?
0: Man, there were several, but definitely our Marvin Jones and Chase Edmonds will be centered some center of a conversation, but I don't, I don't know, man. Maybe seven or eight big woes. What do you there think? Was,
1: there, there was, I, I, I don't even know. We're we're gonna have to <laughs> go through them, man. There was just so many big woes. NASCAR, the round of eight is set. Um, crazy race there today. I'll talk a little bit about that briefly in the beginning of the show, uh, and just, oh my God, week seven. Wow. Some people don't think that it was, it was that, that great. Talking to you, Andy. You know who you are. But I personally just felt like there was this, just like I felt like I got abducted by aliens and then like they delivered me back and it was like a completely different dimension. And then this wild shit just happened. If that, if I could explain week seven of the NFL, that is it in a nutshell aliens. So just imagine the meme where the guy's got the crazy hair from Ancient Aliens and he's just like aliens. Like that's what happened in week seven aliens. I'm, I'm dead set on it and I believe it hundred percent, but enough of the aliens talking about our DFS rankings. Drew, I know that our Patreon subscribers did very well today. Heard some feedback from them, excited for them, but uh, you, you, you didn't have, have the best day today. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Pretty frustrating. Um, anytime you you're cashing all your lineups, or all your cash game lineups, all the way into the last quarter of the Saints game, and Latavius Murray scores again to put you out of the money. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Evan Ingram was the big bust, though. That's who I'm truly mad at, Daniel Jones and Evan Ingram. Um, When you get one point out of your tight end and you spend 6.6K on DraftKings on him, you, it's hard to overcome. So I guess one could argue the fact that we were cashing all day until Latavius Murray's was pretty impressive with that one point from Ingram. But, man, I it was just a weird, fantasy day. I, I mean, we, hey, you, you could have you
1: took your own advice and started Latavius Murray. <laughs> no,
0: nah, I, yeah, I couldn't <laughs> do it. I think Latavius Murray, I'll go down swinging forever. That was a bad play. So I think he ended up using him, though, so you get to – And he was drag. on the
1: ranking sheet, man. And, and some of the guys that, that won that are subscribed to, to our Patreon content, they used him too. So I mean, you
0: used I think Latavius Murray, correct?
1: I did use Latavius, yes, and and I did get uh, I snuck myself into uh, into some some tournaments. I didn't get like you know up high in the sky, but I won some money and uh, and and that lineup cashed on fifty fifties as well.
0: Nice. So you see, that's the most frustrating piece. You're gonna like you need to take notes of every week that you win and I don't, and then you can just rub it in my face because you're yeah, using like this, like this week, place.
1: like Latavius Murray. Like, um, you may argue that he was not the best play. And I will argue that he was an amazing play just because of, of circumstance. And and if anyone's listening to this and they're like, Chase, what the fuck are you talking about? What circumstance is there? If you if you side more with Drew, you know, you, you do you do Drew's thing. You you know you you focus and you you make your money and, and you fucking kill it. And you kill it. And then there's some weeks where it doesn't always hit. But then you get a little more into into the, I guess the Chase side and you're just like, I'm gonna be a risky boy. And I'm going to have some risky business. And then you just kind of make those moves based off of just like, well, I woke up and there was a, my bottle of water was half, half empty. And I guess I drank some while I was sleeping. So that means I should
0: probably start Latavius Murray.
1: You can just make crazy assumptions like that. So it just kind of depends on the mood you're in. And this morning I'm I went in that mood.
0: I'm glad you won with it. And especially him being a Saints player made it even easier for you, I'm sure. Facts,
1: dude. Everybody, <laughs> I laughed so hard this morning that everybody literally was, like, picking the Bears, and I'm just like, this is not going to end well for any of these people in the media. Like, it's just not. Like, I think uh, Cynthia Freeland was, like, the only person on NFL uh, game day morning that actually picked the Saints to win this, and she put on the little wolf hat and was, oh! And I was just like, I never thought she was more sexier in my entire life.
0: That's all it took for you, right?
1: That, that was it. I was just like, "Yep, it's it's happening," and it did. It was uh, it was a great game, and we will definitely be talking about that. But yeah, uh, aside from NFL, NASCAR, I hit some uh, some tournaments in NASCAR. I had a couple lineups. My roto baller driver picks they fucking tanked. <laughs> like, they Brad Keslowski killed my lineup, dude. Like And I love Brad Kay. I loved him in this race. I was not the only person out there that thought that he was going to just shine. Uh, Multiple people were talking about Brad, where he started at, at Kansas. He should have easily jumped ahead. He should have got in the lead. He should have got those lead laps. He should have won that race. But it just did not work out statistically. It just did not play out. And uh, Denny Hamlin ended up winning. Still an amazing fantasy play. The lineup that I actually won in, I had Hamlin, um, and I had Kyle Bush and I had Kevin Harvick. I had Kevin Harvick everywhere. So Kevin Harvick was one of those guys in my driver picks that were, were amazing and that did great things. So And, I mean, that was basically just kind of a, a chalk play. You get a guy like that starting in the 40th position in a race, you know he's going to work his way up. He's got the equipment to do it, and he's got the uh, the tenure and the experience, you know. So um, it was just – it was a great race. But as far as just getting out of the fantasy and into the sport, Chase Elliott's advancing to the round of eight, um, and that's because he finished a shitload of points ahead of Brad Kay because Brad Kay finished the race like 19th. And it was just – it was a horrible day for him. And now, as a result of it, Brad Keselowski is out of the playoffs. So he, along with Clint Boyer, William Byron, and Alex Bowman. So they will not be advancing. The round of eight's happening. Next week we're going into Martinsville – um, it's going to be an exciting race. Again, you can keep up with my, uh, my articles over at rotoballer on the uh, NASCAR content, writing My sleepers and drivers to avoid and writing my driver picks. So they got two articles every week you can read there. And, um, I'm, uh, I'm going to be doing a little bit of blog posting about NASCAR on the Patreon page here soon too, but the season's almost over. So next year we're really going to be ramping some more stuff up and doing a little bit of different things. So excited for the NASCAR stuff next year. But, um, uh, that, that's it for NASCAR. Sit for NASCAR on this podcast. We'll make it short and sweet because we got to have a lot of time to talk about this, this, this Sunday slate, man. Let's, let's kick this off with the Cowboys and the Eagles. So I was correct on Friday, Friday's podcast, said the Cowboys would win this game. And I don't see why, people, why other people thought that they wouldn't. I just I can't figure it out. Can, can you care to explain?
0: I just thought it was a toss-up game. It was a divisional match. Point spread was three points. So it really was just a, a matter of who you thought would, would come out ahead. I was not expecting a blowout. I thought we were going to see a close game either way. But props to you for calling it, man. Um, Cowboys seem to be hit or miss every week. Seems like they, they either completely are a high school team or they look like they're a contender. So this week we saw the contender Cowboys.
1: It was, it was a beautiful sight, too. Ezekiel Elliott, he, he got to feast. He had Thanksgiving early, uh, 111 uh, rushing yards, one touchdown, six receptions for 36 yards. Uh, wouldn't say that was a bad game for old Ezekiel Elliott.
0: Yeah, back-to-back, back, good performances. I think he had 28 carries for a lot of yards and a touchdown last week, too. So, I think the Zeke owners are finally being rewarded after these past two games.
1: <clears throat> yep, uh, the, the, ramp, the ramp is uh, on the incline and uh you might be headed to the sky. Well, Thanksgiving is coming up and the holiday season is coming up. So you <laughs> tend to eat a lot more in those, those times. So maybe this means that it's, it's Zeke season. So instead of like Thanksgiving and Christmas, we should just call it uh, Zeke giving and Zeke I'm going to petition for that.
0: I like it. I like it, it, man. And Dak and Dak, man, I have to say this about Zeke and Dak. This is back to what with the Cowboys should be. Like it's a, a, um, a Zeke run game, solid defense, and then let Dak do his thing. I feel like when Dak has to do every, when he's trying to throw the ball 40, 50 times a game, it just never works out. So, it's kind of good. If you're if you're bullish on the Cowboys, this is a really good site. So, I don't know, man. I don't like Dak when he's throwing the ball 40, 50 times.
1: Yeah, well, he set the record – I think he set a franchise record tonight for most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. So, that's really cool. And congrats to Dak Prescott for doing that. But, yeah, he had uh, 239 passing yards and a touchdown, and he had this rushing touchdown. So, um, not, a bad, not a bad day. 21 fantasy points on DK for old Daiquiri. You know, I, I wish he would get his money, but, I mean, basically, like, this dude's just, like – I feel like he's just, like, the, the dumbest guy on the team because he's just, like – Everybody else, like Zeke's, like I'm gonna hold out. I'm gonna get what I want. I'm gonna get my money. Everybody else is just kind of like well, we're gonna get our money. And then Dax just over here, he ain't got a paycheck yet, and he's just like, "Yes, yes, Coach, I love you, Jerry. Watch me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you that I'm worth it." And I think that that's just like a shitty approach. He should have just like went all in. He probably would have got us. He probably would got paid pretty big if he'd held out.
0: I guess they're uh, taking turns. I don't know, man. I guess Zeke got his first, and then Omari Cooper's in the same situation. Like he, he. There were rumors about people asking him about uh, sitting out and his approach was to play too. So maybe, maybe him and Dak are going to have some kind of sitting out party next offseason. I'm not sure, man. But Zeke, Zeke definitely struck first.
1: For the record, I have to say this before I forget. Amari Cooper, I did not know if he was going to be like playing or not Like this morning early. And I set my lineups and I play in this league on fan tracks. And I put Marquise Goodwin in because the matchup just looked too easy, which by the way, sucks shit if you haven't already noticed. And I couldn't change him back into my lineup. So I had to deal with it and it was before 12 o'clock. So um, I don't know if that's just the way the league set up with the fan tracks app or like what's going on there, but still have yet to figure that app out because it does not have a, an actual app and you have to save it on your phone. It's just kind of weird. So Anybody that does anything with fan tracks out there, let let me know if that's just a setting or if that's something that is just like normal for fan tracks, because that's, that's fucked up if I can't put somebody in before 12, that's all I'm going to
0: say on that. And I'm sorry for interrupting. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure I'm following. So you try to just do a normal like roster change before. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So before 12 o'clock today, Um, It was the, uh, I'm in the Sirius XM Independence Day Invitational, playing with uh, some of the guys that do the show and some other people from XM Radio. And I put Goodwin, uh, Marquis Goodwin in a couple of days ago when they were still being speculative over Amari. And then this morning I tried to change him out before 12 o'clock hit and I could not change any of my players. And I did, I used my phone. I'm not on my laptop constantly. And I think Fantrax is more of a computer-based a uh, fantasy platform than it is a phone because they don't even have an app for it. And so when I'm on my phone, I'm mobile, like I can do anything I need to with all my other apps. But it's just like, if that's just a fan tracks thing, which I don't think it can be, like it can't just be a fan track. It has to be a league thing. And I like, I'll have to talk to Howard Bender about it maybe and see if he's got it set up that way or not. Which if he does, it's, that's that's dumb and it sucks. But yeah, I could not move Goodwin out for cooper and i had to suffer that consequence and i said well i just hope he does good and he laid a fucking goose egg and then right now like i'm losing by like four points so yeah it was shitty in
0: that league today gross yeah that sounds like a disaster
1: but yeah other than that um Eagles side of the ball carson wins sucks bad. <laughs> bad that's brutal
0: brutal man savage
1: I don't. I don't like. I don't like the guy, bro. Like, I, I literally like all off season. I'm just like, man, this dude is not gonna be what everybody thinks he's gonna be. And then he came out and he did some shit, and I was like, well, maybe I was wrong about Carson. And then now he's just kind of trailing this way, and I'm just like, eh, maybe I was right, because yeah, like okay. it, it, it this team, this team is just complete. Like, like what is going on here? Like, I, the Eagles, like Doug Peterson. If you're gonna publicly come out and say we're gonna bring home a win on the road this week you better bring home win on the road. Like, that's all I got to say about it. Like, don't – like, they do got I, I, the worst case of just, like, premature uh, pride ejaculation that I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, I know me and you, before the season started, were both kind of confused by the uh, Carson Wentz MVP odds and the Eagles like odds. Like, there were some super wise guys on the Eagles, and me and you were really confused by that. So, I think – it's safe to say that some of our points were valid. Um, so they have, to, they have to turn the ship around, man. They don't really know what they're doing on defense or secondary is atrocious.
1: Well, the injuries suck, too. I mean, I, I yeah. will give them a little bit of credit on that. Like, the injuries are brutal. Yeah, I get that. But it's like at the same time, it's just like injuries can be brutal on defense. You can still play good offense because you still got some, some people there that are supposed to be pretty good, and you're not looking that good.
0: What's up with Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz both kind of struggling this year? It's like a weird tight end fantasy year where we're seeing Darren Waller and Mark Andrews.
1: Yeah, man. You know. It's just, it's a crazy. I love every second of it too, man. If only, if only we had James O'Shaughnessy in the mix, bro. I still miss that guy. Hope you're doing well, James. Get well soon, James. Yes, please. Love you, James. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I love it. I love, the, I love the different shit that's been going on with tight ends, man. I, and, I like, yeah, like, it's just since Gronk has left, I feel like he just fucked up the whole tight end world because everybody was just, like, aspiring to be like Gronk, and now Gronk's gone and, like, the tight end position. and Has the tight end position lost its identity? Is that what this is?
0: I'm not ready to admit that. I the tight
1: have- end position in the league doesn't have an identity. We, we got to get a superstar.
0: Ah, man. We got to have Gronk come back. Well, will that make all the
1: wrongs right? Week 14, right? That's when you say he was coming back?
0: Yeah, we got to have him come back. And what if he came back and then like snapped Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz back into the the stars they are? They just needed they just needed Gronk out there to to pull up the swag of the of the tight end group.
1: I think that that might be all it is. Maybe we are just suffering an identity crisis at a position in the NFL. We got to get this fixed. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, Darren Waller led the way this week for sure.
0: Yeah, when I looked up, at, I was playing uh, DraftKings cash games, and when I look up and I see Evan Ingram with like 1.5 points, and then I see Darren Waller's 40% owned or 30% owned, and he has 34 points or something like that. I was like, yeah, it's going to be a tough day, and that's what made it so painful, man, is I still finished two points away from the cash line, and Darren Waller was 30%, like 40% owned. And I don't know what I, – I, I mean, I was high on Darren Waller, but I didn't realize he was going to be that high owned. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, it was a silly week for sure.
0: Week Week Seven was a silly week. Silly week. It's a silly week. Silly, <laughs> silly week Seven. Oh, silly. Happy like, for Darren Waller though. He was like our favorite on Hard Knocks.
1: Yeah, dude, big time. Like he was. Yeah, he's the recovering drug addict that is just like making the the dream come true. He
0: super was, athletic, just you know, ready to come on the scene, and then
1: humble as fuck.
0: Humble, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm happy for him. I should be playing anymore Just for I should be biased towards him.
1: We should. He should have his own shirt.
0: He should. We should
1: make a shirt. We to. We're gonna have to come out with something uh, crafty.
0: Something yeah. with Gruden and Waller.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to go down to the lab for that one, for sure. Let's just kick it off kind of uh, with the uh, the Rams Falcons game going into the Sunday slate. Thirty-seven to ten Rams. Jared Goff went off. Goff went off. Remember, Remember when we said that on Friday?
0: Jared it Goff, happened. Goff. It happened, and, man, is Dan Quinn going to get fired?
1: <laughs> uh, probably. I yeah. think there was a lot of shit that came out today where like, he was just like, we, we're respectful. We don't do those, those firing the coachings. And uh, that was the, the owner of the Falcons. He was saying some shit about how they don't fire people like midseason. So, like,
0: basically, he's fired at the end of the season is what he's saying
1: probably like but if it's like i don't know author blank is such a weird motherfucker dude like he's he's a very strange guy like he actually tries to make atlanta come off as like a respectable city and it's not so like i don't really understand like his tactics because like i would just be like well fuck this shit we're gonna get rid of this guy and we're gonna get somebody in here now because this season's pretty much down the shitter
0: yeah it's gotten so bad man uh The rams were one of our best bets um so that was good that the bets this bet hit for us uh, the rams were papered by three points and that, that happened. They played a lot of Jerry Goff and dFs as well so that that was great um, we did we did see uh basically all these receivers, none of them had a big day and just kind of spread it around and then we didn't get that big game from from Cooks or woods or cup that me and you talked about on Friday.
1: But Jared Goff got the job done. That's what matters at the end, I guess.
0: Yeah, it did one I think, Gurley. And then uh, to our boy, uh, Gerald Everett, shout out to the tight end. So
1: Shout out to the weird tight end, silly silly tight end, silly season tight ends. But, yeah, he had the uh, – yeah, Gurley got in the end zone. Dude, that's, a, that's a good sign that, that Gurley's not dead, I guess.
0: Yeah, classic Gurley though. You know, I don't think I think that's about all the school all the scoring that Gurley did for the day. Um, yeah, so. it, was,
1: it was weird, man. I don't know this this Rams team, man, is is something different. And Jalen Ramsey uh, getting to play today. I don't know. I guess it's always good to kick off on a winning note at a new team. But I could uh, I could say something really cool about the guy they traded away. And um, Andy Singleton pointed out on uh, Twitter, this is kind of trailing into the Ravens game, but Marcus Peters uh, had a pick six. And it turns out that every time he's went to a new team in his first game, he's had a pick six. Really? Had a weird stat?
0: Yeah, I saw the pick six. I didn't know that stat though, but I was definitely watching that game when it happened. That's wild, man.
1: Yeah, so just to like kind of like read uh, the tweet, I guess, real quick, what he said, Marcus Peters had a pick six for 55 yards in his second pro game with Kansas City, a pick six for 50 yards in his first game with the Rams, and now a pick six for 67 yards in his first game as a Raven.
0: Sounds like it needs to be traded every week.
1: Exactly. That's what I said. Marcus Peters needs a new team every week. Like, just pick six City.
0: Yeah. Like, Corner, Marcus, cornerback number one, Marcus Peters that's it always
1: number one I mean do we really even have anything to say about the Falcons other than the fact that Matt Ryan absolutely shit the bed for all of his fantasy owners
0: yeah he was a big letdown for a lot of people this week especially man he's been one of the most consistent fantasy QBs this year it's not necessarily for his team being good just he's been having to throw the ball all game and uh he came crashing down to earth this week, and I do think the, the Ramsey thing had an impact. Obviously, the Rams' defense have been struggling, and they bounced back strong this week. But part of it was the Falcons really, really struggling. And I did want to note Devontae Freeman got ejected for, like, a fake fight with Aaron Darnold. I don't know if you saw that. It was a nice fake
1: fight. But I have to say this first. Are you sure you didn't mean, like like, came down to hell? Because even when quarterbacks come <laughs> down to earth, they can at least score you, like, at least five fantasy points or ten. You know I
0: mean? He did what Jared Goff did last week. Like, he went to Satan's house. Two, two of the worst performances I've seen in like out of a QB. Uh, uh, was Goff last he, week and, and Matt Ryan this week. So he
1: rubbed, he rubbed off on Matt. He said, I'm going to bring this to you. Like, welcome. I sold my soul last week so I could have more points. He was like, so here, I'm
0: going to fucking just put this curse on you now. He, he joined the Illuminati. Yeah, he did. That's exactly what
1: happened. It's just they don't tell you that the price is that you can only put up one fantasy point. Whenever you join the Illuminati. So, shout out to Matt Ryan for making fucking soul choices. But, yeah, it was uh, just – I don't know. That team is a mess, dude. I'm so glad they suck.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they're bad. And and um, be ready for some trades because they're probably going to unload uh, a few players. So, just just get ready for the Falcons to probably do something. They'll probably sell Devontae Freeman or Mohammed Sanu. They'll probably keep Freeman, but Sanu's probably – out the out the door. So if you have a, a team that's a contender that needs a receiver, you know, so new somebody to watch out if he's on your waiver,
1: might might even bring in old Kenyon Drake to the Falcons as we move into uh, this next game with the Dolphins and the Bills. Uh, Kalen Ballage, bro, he got in the end zone for the for the Dolphins. And I told you, and I told all of you out there, Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't know how to tank. That's not in his DNA. And you saw what Ryan Fitzpatrick did today. He exposed this Bills' defense.
0: Did he sustain it? Because I feel like they –
1: No, he didn't sustain it. But he did come out. He did come out. You know, you can tell he's got that winning grit to him. Like Fitzpatrick ain't going to go down without a fight. You know what I mean? Like he's – if he's their start – he needs to be the starting quarterback. Like let's be real. Like Fitzmagic's just going to – he's going to say, you know what? I've had it with this shit. And he's going to be like, we're we're not tanking. This is not a tank team. If I'm playing for this team – and I'm the starter, we're not tanking. This is real time.
0: Yeah, I definitely prefer Fitzmagic over Josh Rosen. Just Fitzmagic's way more entertaining, and I find myself cheering for him for sure. They were competitive for a while before just, you know, reverting back to being the Dolphins. So, um, it was looking close, man. I think they had a lead going into the, like, bottom – like, the back half of the third quarter. They were were winning, and then the Bills finally woke up, so.
1: Yeah, they they did what they did. But, yeah, Fitzpatrick had 21 fantasy points, man, so. This actually could like be a thing if he continues to start. Like, just kind of looking at, got to kind of look at their schedule and see what's going down. But Fitzpatrick, like, uh, for him getting over to the twenty hump, man, that's that's pretty good. You know, I can't you can't complain about that. That's that's kind of where you want your quarterbacks' floor to be at. So maybe especially
0: he, especially top five D he did that against. So yeah, props props to Fitz Magic. I don't know how regularly we'll see that. Just you know you know what you get with them, man. It could be any. He's week to week. He could go off against a good team and then throw five picks against a bad team. So, if you're, if you're playing him, just be ready for a, a large range of outcomes.
1: Yeah, it's just like he's got this magic, but it's like just like any other magician. Sometimes shit fucks up, and then you expose yourself. And now you got like, like fake ink all over your shirt because it popped at the wrong time. But he made Devonta Parker uh, relevant, 16 fantasy points. I think Preston Williams had like thirteen fantasy points, so I don't know, man. That magic, bro, be doing some weird shit. <laughs> but uh, the Bills, I think it was John Brown, was like uh, the guy that I was most excited about. He had nineteen fantasy points. Not a bad day for him. Old Johnny got him a touchdown, uh, eighty-three receiving yards and i think he had like uh five receptions.
0: Yeah, he was a staple in my cash game, so i was happy to see him getting the ends there. He did a wild dance when he scored, so go look that up if you want to get entertainment from a TV, TD celebration, but we were so, kind of waiting for the John Brown touchdown. We knew it was coming, so
1: Yeah, just Electric it. Boogaloo. And the only player on the Bills team that scored more uh than him was good old Joshury Allen for two touchdowns, two touchdown throws and 202 Passing yards, a Josh Haalen.
0: <laughs> He's like the definition of like a safe quarterback right now. He's never gonna throw like three or four hundred yards, but you get the you get the the solid rushing yards with him. He probably had, if I had to guess, he probably had thirty yards rushing or something.
1: Caucasian Cam. That's what we'll call him. Except <laughs> he didn't do cam. he didn't do Cam shit today. But we'll still call him Caucasian Cam. I like that nickname. Caucasian Cam.
0: Anybody's better than Cam Newton in my book. I can't stand watching Cam Newton throw at 10 yards over the receiver's head. So,
1: Oof. Yikers. Jags and Bengals. Let's talk about the two cats. So we got a cat battle today. We had a cat fight, and Gardner Minshew's cats were stronger than uh, Andy Dalton's cats.
0: You want to make a cat noise real quick? Meow. There you go. Okay.
1: I right. had to. Yeah, it was just in my throat, like, ready, itching to get out. I was like, I don't know how if this is going to be appropriate or not. But it should have been more just kind of like meow, like it was that kind of a, a cat fight. I feel like it was a little more fierce because they actually – like the Bengals actually tried. I was surprised, man. Like they, they played like uh, – I thought Leonard Fournette would have probably been like the number one fantasy scoring guy of the day, which he did. He did decent. Like he didn't do bad.
0: But yeah, like, they got down to the goal line. So, like, they got to the red zone, like, within the five, two or three different times. He didn't get in. It was so frustrating. Yeah,
1: that goal line defense for the Cincinnati Bengals was looking pretty good, man. It was weird. But uh, Joe There's Mixon – first for everything. Yeah, Joe Mixon got a touchdown. Who, that's it. You could have saw that coming, you know.
0: Ten, ten carries for two yards.
1: That is boo, dude, and he just had that reception, that one reception with the touchdown for two yards, and that's what got him seven points. He sucks. He sucks so bad.
0: The Bengals suck, man. It's like Like, put them out of their misery, cancel the season.
1: Season's done. Fucking Paul Brown would be just like lighting that place on fire.
0: Let's do a bet update on me and you, Andy Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton had
1: 21 fantasy points this week. Ooh, I think I'm I'm comfortably
0: ahead. Let's just end it at that.
1: Yeah, you're probably comfortably ahead after the performance last week.
0: But anything can happen with these two guys. They're literally two of the bottom five QBs in the league right now.
1: Right, yeah. Shout out to the homie Joe Flacco for doing poop. But, yeah, that game was just kind of like whatever. Gardner Minshew had 20 fantasy points. And then instead of DJ Chart, prevailing is like the go-to guy today it was dd westbrook so dd kind of had him a good day 20 fantasy points i don't know are we seeing a, a turn of the tide or was he just the most open wide receiver
0: i think we'll see chart come down to earth a little bit but he's still Minshew's main guy um but it's gonna be tough pinpointing which guy to pick each week you mainly want to be targeting four here then and then just look at the matchups man it's gonna be a week-to-week thing, so. What do you think?
1: I don't know. I I think that Gardner is gonna start getting a little more comfortable with other people on his team. And like by the by the end of the season, I think that we could see Gardner spreading this ball around a good bit more. I think that he's just kind of used uh, DJ as his crutch because that was his guy like on the second team, you know, that he was just doing so much with. So I think that now that, that he's progressing and on to the season, that he is going to start getting more comfortable with these other receivers and they're going to start developing chemistry. So I could definitely, you know, see it being that situation. Because like, like we talk about all the time, he's just a football guy. He's just out there. He just wants to win. So he's going to do whatever it takes to win. And that means not – you know, being as reliant on one receiver to make it happen for you. So I definitely think we can start seeing a little change of pace with this Jaguars offense and how the receivers are going to be involved.
0: Yeah. And it's probably just a respect thing for Chark. You know, if people start treating him like the number one, then that's a big change and, and, you know, the Jags have to adjust and and maybe we see Westbrook take advantage of that. So I think it's a respect thing for Chark.
1: Yeah, pretty cool stuff there. So it just anyway, good good to see Westbrook back up on the board. Moving into Vikings in Detroit, playing against the Lions, uh, another good game. Sad game. Um, I predicted it to be a Thielen week. It was started out pretty well, it was trending up, and then Thielen fucked up his hand and didn't get to successfully complete my seven and zero record. But uh, you have confirmed that since an injury was involved, that this is just kind of a wash week for me, which made me feel a little bit better, even though I still feel like it's really not in my heart.
0: I don't know. Yeah, it's a wash week. I think I'm a, I'm a neutral party here um, in, in this case. And it would be one thing if Thielen got hurt at the very end of the game and Diggs was already like 10 fantasy points ahead. But with Thielen getting the first touchdown and exiting the game early, Think it's only right that you keep your undefeated record, and this just or this counts as a draw or a push, and we move on to next week, man. Um, I will say I was impressed with the Vikings and Kirk Cousins for being able to continue to move the ball with uh, without feeling. I thought they would struggle, and I thought both defenses would play better today.
1: Yeah, he threw. Uh, Kyle Rudolph got a good bit more involved. He had 16 fantasy points on the day. Stephon Diggs stepped up big, 24 fantasy points. And then Dalvin Cook with thirty big WOP, um, and then the the big whoa. I, I guess I just gotta say it. The big whoa. Kirk Cousins is producing, bro. Thirty two fantasy points. This is two weeks in a row that he's done well.
0: Yeah, uh, this is three, man. This is three, three weeks, weeks in, in a row. row.
1: Shit, you're right. Oh my god, I was I wasn't giving him. I, I I couldn't imagine myself giving Kirk Cousins that much credit, but I guess I have to now. But, yeah, dude, the minivan is rolling, son. That dude, he's, he must be like – he must have just bought, like, a new Kendrick Lamar tape. Like, he's just been listening to Mad City. He's riding around the van that's on the cover of that album now. Like, he's just – I don't know. Something, something's happening, to old Kirk, man. And I feel like he may actually be uh, – if, if it's, it's been three weeks, bro, he's a reliable
0: quarterback. Yeah, we wanted to – I think we talked about this on the podcast. We wanted to see him. So, he had the Giants and the Eagles secondary. And I'm, I think I said something along the lines of, like, if we see it this week against a Lions defense, it's pretty good. You know, it's definitely, it's definitely improved over previous years. Then three games in a row with one of them being a pretty good defense is, is uh, impressive. And he's got the Redskins next week. So, you know, it's his former team. It's a weak matchup. So, we might, we might be seeing four weeks in a row. Yeah, as long as it doesn't fucking rain.
1: I don't even want to talk long about that game. But on the line side of the ball, dude, told you guys, told you guys Friday, one guy to watch out for. A Marvin, a Jones, a Jr., Jones Jr., praise be to Jones Jr., made it happen. One of the top fantasy scorers of the day. Big woe to you, not to me. 43 fantasy points for Marvin Jones Jr., 93 receiving yards, four. Fucking touchdowns! Amazing. I wouldn't have even been able to tell you he was going to get four touchdowns. I, I I was pretty confident he'd probably have him about two, but four. Marvin Jones, bro.
0: This reminded me exactly yeah. of the Will Fuller week. It was like literally the exact same thing.
1: Mm. That Jones Junior, baby. I just wanted to drop Marvin. Just be Jones Junior.
0: Jones Junior. I like it.
1: That sounds like a that sounds like a motherfucker that would like hang out with like Wesley Snipes. When he played Blade, you know what I mean,
0: Jones Jr.
1: John, this is—I always it's,
0: think of the boxer, the Roy Jones Jr.
1: Not me. No, I think about like just like this dude, like wearing a black leather jacket with like these like Ray Ban Wayfarers on, and he just has like a sword, and he's just like fucking shit up. He's like, I'm Jones Jr. Like I don't know, just maybe stabbing like watermelons and shit in the yard. Plays a lot of Fruit Ninja. Who knows? But he Jones, gets fancy points. Yeah, Jones Jr. Baby. Jones Jr. Shout out
0: to Stafford too. Had a big day,
1: dude. 30, 32 fantasy points as well. He was right there with Kirk. Um, gotta love it for Matt, man. He's uh,
0: this he, was the most we, like random week ever. Sorry, I just yeah, interrupted you, but like we had all saying. these all these QBs that really weren't in the best matchups go off, and the ones that were not so much
1: went to poop town. Yeah, it was strange, man. Strange case, curious case of uh of, of Jones Jr. I don't know. I just want to keep saying Jones Jr. It just it rolls off the tongue so well. Say it with me. I thought
0: you. I was going to get a DFS lineup from you. Like, hey, man, like, look at this one that won all this money with Roy Jones. Uh, not Roy Jones. I just said that as a boxer. With uh, Marvin Jones Jr. in there. And I didn't I didn't see it. I was sad that you didn't get him in there.
1: Yeah, so I'll tell you about that. Uh, I was setting my lineups this morning. And this is like – this happens from time to time. It was just a busy Sunday morning. And I literally – I made my take on Friday. I had it. And I had so much shit going on. And this is going to make me sound so horrible, but I don't care. He's a garage fam. You, you, you love me. Just find a way to forgive me. I completely forgot to put him in my lineup, bro. It happens. I just, I forgot. Like, I wasn't even thinking about it. Like, and then, like, when the game came on, I'm sitting there watching it and he gets that first touchdown. I'm like, fuck. I was like, I knew something didn't feel right. Like, something felt off. Like, and then there it was. And I was like,
0: fuck. Yep. Can we take this moment to each have our rank? Because can, can you imagine if me and you would have just combined forces and put Chase Edmonds and Marvin Jones together? We would have had ourselves a day. Can we, can we think about that for a second?
1: Probably wouldn't be going to work tomorrow.
0: <laughs> but, seriously, <laughs> but seriously, we, like, we, put, we probably could have picked mediocre picks throughout the rest of the lineup. And if we had Marvin Jones and Chase Edmonds in the same lineup, we would have carried, carried promise, the
1: weight. Promise me something right now. From this week forward, after our Friday podcast, when, we, when we're when we talking about the slate and we're making our predictions, we will make sure that we both have a lineup with all of our big predictions. Those players are in that lineup. You promise me that?
0: Yeah, that's going to be our tournament lineup. We'll do that. Because you, sure. had,
1: you had Chase Edmonds, bro, and I had Marvin. If, oh, my God, bro. Food. I
0: even said – I even told somebody, I was like, I know – news is going to come out that david johnson's going to be active and he's going to be fine he's going to be healthy and it's not going to talk me off of it and i literally got on twitter and went and found all these arizona beat writers they were basically saying like there was no evidence that chase edmonds was going to get the work like the workhorse load and um i i don't know man i'm so frustrated with myself i did play him i played him in a few small small dollar stuff but it was nothing it wasn't wasn't enough to get the job done. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. I was looking at the guy that won a million dollars in the Millie Maker bro, and just looking at that lineup and just like wanted to just ejaculate all over myself. Like I
0: Do you have Jones like, and Edmonds, I'm assuming.
1: Oh of course. Stefan Diggs. Um he had who else did he have? He had Stefan, he had Aaron as his uh as his starting quarterback. He had Latavius in there um yeah dude Jesus
0: yeah man the, it, the craziest one probably is, I mean obviously Edmonds is nuts but Marvin Jones isn't too crazy I mean it kind of is crazy but not I don't know man I don't know how you started Aaron Rodgers today over some of the QBs but that just shows you sometimes when someone's low owned you just go with it because there's not that many quarterbacks as good as Aaron Rodgers and at the end of the day he's gonna have these games every year no matter what the matchup is and I don't, I don't think the Ra- the Raiders defense or you know is amazing or anything but
1: yeah, like moving move to this game, dude. Like I literally like it, it it just made sense like it's the Raiders and it's the Packers. If if you think about that without any context, who do you think would win that game? Yeah, it's all, it's Packers big. Packers, you know what I mean? So like uh this is something funny, just a quick little story I'll say about about Aaron Rodgers. Uh so I'm in a uh, one of my family leagues that I'm in. Um my uh my aunt's fiance is like the commissioner of the league. And he basically, and my little cousin, my aunt's uh son is playing in that league with us you know he's like ten so like i've I get these email notifications constantly like back and forth about you know like these trades are being made and it's always like him and like my little cousin making these trades and then like like they will literally like my aunt and all of them like for some reason like they won't even like dare to ask me any fantasy advice whatsoever but they will go to
0: him for everything is it a pride thing or they just
1: I, I don't know it's like I had I had dinner with him tonight and we were I was talking I'm like but she made a post on Facebook about like do not listen to to him because he literally told her to start Dak Prescott over Aaron Rodgers today And she listened and she was mad. And when we got there and then like he he made my little cousin like talked him into trading Patrick Mahomes to him because he got hurt. And we all know he's going to come back. But like I don't don't know. I, I can't remember who, what quarterback he got. But he's got like a crap quarterback now. And I'd have to go look at it. But I went to dinner and I'm just like, I've been telling you guys this from the beginning of the year. Like, this dude is going to do whatever he's got to do to win because he just wants to win like that bad. So I'm always like calling him out for like collusion and shit. And, and like now they're just like, yeah, we should, we should have probably been asking you about I'm like, yeah, like, you know, you probably want to ask like, like the guy that like is trying to like make a career out of this, those kind of questions. I was like, but you know, you, you keep on. Asking your the guy that's playing in the league with you that like this is his league and he takes it hundred percent seriously like you keep asking him who to start and who to sit and it's not going to work out that well it never does like it just it, that's not how things work like if you own a league and you want to win your league you're the commissioner of it like you're probably going to tell other people that have no idea what's going on if you just like have nothing else to do with your time like yeah sure start him like oh that's going to be fun to watch. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's wild. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. That's wild. Family leagues, man. Gotta love them. Yeah, family leagues. I don't know. But uh, Mar- Marquez Valdez Scantling probably just said his name wrong. He, like, him and Geronimo were active today, which was pretty nuts because we yeah. they were going to hmm. be. First time uh, I
0: think of the day because we were all in a Lazard at the, G- the GGF. Oh, yeah. I was,
1: I was a Lizard King boy yeah was all about it um but uh Marquez sure, got, I had
0: a touchdown by the way he uh had like a, a catch down to like the three yard line, so that was sad
1: it was and I played him in a dFs lineup too so did <laughs> <laughs> that but yeah uh Marquez twenty four fantasy points uh aaron rodgers the leader of the day uh forty six point seventy six fantasy points big j for aaron um and then uh Aaron Jones, like, I think he was, like, right under 20 points, but, like, still caught that badass touchdown pass in the beginning of the game. Um, loved every minute of that. Jones was back instantly.
0: Yeah, we could have used that last week. He dropped a wide open one, and then he makes a miraculous catch this week. But at least we're seeing him get that confidence back. And I have so much so much of Aaron Jones in season long that I can't afford to have him losing that 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 running back battle. So, I was happy.
1: Yep, got to be excited for him. Uh, Raiders side, Darren Waller. It's about all we can really say. And then what, uh, Josh Jacobs? He put a little scare on you, and uh, he he exited he did. the game, but then he came back.
0: He did, and um, he actually should have had a bigger fantasy day. He had like a, a two or three goal on opportunities that didn't go his way. Um, but man, Crazy Earl almost continued into the week, like uh, into the Sunday with his bold his bold predictions.
1: Yeah, is is wild shit, the, man.
0: The Crazy Earl take of uh, I mean if. Jacobs goes down there and he's injured, then we see Legarrett Blunt signed. So
1: LaGuarrett might be kind. It's, it's getting 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 a little itchy there. But Crazy Earl was probably on the edge of his seat like all that time that Josh was off the field. So gotta uh, gotta throw some love to Crazy Earl. Love you Crazy. And one more quick rant about this game before we move into Texans Colts. I thought Hunter Renfro would be doing so much better by now. And this motherfucker named Moreau comes in. And it angers me that Hunter Renfro is not being more involved.
0: Yeah, I've been trying to tell you to get off him, man. You got to get off the Renfro.
1: I just want the Renfro. Not Renfro, not Moro. Renfro, not Moro. Like, but Derek Carr is pooped, too. So, I don't know. What are you going to do? I thought Nathan Peterman was going to come in eventually. but I still can't
0: believe this team has three wins. I'm just going to be honest.
1: It's crazy. Crazy. Texans-Colts, probably one of the bigger upsets, or not the biggest upset of the week, but it's definitely an upset. Um, Colts were favored for the record. Colts were favored. Upset yeah. to me, not to Vegas. I thought the Texans would have won this game. I thought that they were going to prevail as the leader of the AFC, but I think that uh, Jacoby Brissett had different intentions and different plans.
0: Yeah, this Colts team's got to be taken a little bit more seriously, man. We People keep doubting them, and now they have um... – They've beaten the Chiefs and the Texans, which is respectable. So
1: It's crazy, man. It's just, it's just nuts. It's just like you almost don't want to believe it. It's just like, how is this happening? Jacoby Brissett, 31 fantasy points, followed by Zach Pascal, 31.60.
0: Yeah, he was jumping over people today. I hope you saw him jump over somebody for a touchdown. It was I pretty saw wild.
1: Like one highlight where he did that, and I was just like, this guy. I remember yeah. telling a lot of people to go pick him up, so I hope you listened. Back in the gap. Weeks hey, ago.
0: He's kind of solidified that number two role. So if he's still out there, maybe you give him a look. Um, Brissett is definitely looking his way more often than not. And um, also, Ty Hilton had enough, even with Pascal scoring twice. Ty Hilton had himself a good game, which 19. we talked about. Yeah, we talked about that on the podcast. You, we, I think we said it was going to be a, a TY a T.
1: hop battle. Yeah, and it ended up not being that. But if it was DeAndre Hopkins, one. 28 fantasy points for D Hop. He finally had a big boy game. So shout out to D Hop. And uh all thanks to uh the homie Deshaun Watson for making that happen for him. He sacrificed a lot this week, I think. Deshaun Watson only had 20 fantasy points. He sacrificed.
0: Hey, they had a super weird play this game. Um towards the second or third quarter. I can't remember. Deshaun Watson was scrambling and threw a touchdown pass, and because he was about to be sacked or something the ref blew it dead and like it was yeah clearly a touchdown
1: yeah need to talk about that so I tweeted earlier when that happened like basically the refs uh, it was exciting for them to be on a field trip to a football game and get to officiate it because those those referees were not real referees obviously I don't even know who was officiating that game but they were not real referees that dude (coughs) <coughs> I'm coughing because there's so much anger that's coming out of my lungs right now. Um, but literally, like he literally got tripped up. He stayed on his feet, and he threw the ball.
0: It was one of the most impressive like individual plays, and that's that's the shame in this is it yeah. wasn't rewarded. And that was that would have been D Hop's first touchdown, and he scored later, so that would have been a second. T- I mean, it just adds up to the to my fantasy day, man, because that would have what I mean. Honestly, I just talked about being two points away from the cash line and i had hopkins so
1: silly week seven bro silly
0: week seven It makes me so mad talking through this with you um how many chances i had to to, to, to make up that difference of two points so yep. um hey but i think this is i mean honestly like one of these two teams is probably going to be and i know we're gonna talk about the ravens later but ravens texans colts like that's who the patriots competition is and then obviously the chiefs once they get healthy but man it's just a, it's an afc down year and and maybe the Colts really are the second-best team. It's, it's crazy to say that, but their offensive line is probably the top three in the league, and their defense is getting healthy, and Marlon Mack's solid. Uh, receivers are solid. I mean, it's just a solid team.
1: Who's Andrew Luck? <laughs> <laughs> he's a robot. Yep, he's a robot. They have no idea what he's doing. He's probably at Boston Dynamics right now getting tested on. Before we get off this one, Marlon Mack did what I said he would do, and he did not have a great day. 8.6 fantasy points. Carlos Hyde had a way worse day. He only had like three fantasy points, I think, dude. It was pretty trash. But uh, the defense has held up that run game pretty well.
0: Yeah, Marty, on the, the take of Carlos Hyde is basically going to be useful in matchups where their the rush D is just awful. I don't think he's going to be somebody that does well against strong teams. It's just the Bill O'Brien running back scheme has never been one where you see people – and remember all those Lamar Miller years where it just seemed like he would have a good game, like when they played the worst team. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad take. It's just it something was, I've noticed. No,
1: well, no, it was just – it was it was a Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson kind of took that, you know, took that from him today. Like we, we saw a good bit more Duke. I think Duke only got under like 10 fantasy points. But it was the first time we saw Duke get a little more action, I guess. A little less talk and a little more action.
0: <laughs>
1: there we go. Cardinals-Giants. Um, this was an upset.
0: Yeah, this was on our, uh, on our best bets, So we went four and four on the day, but we won our top two plays. So this is we've won every week but one on the best bets. So I know the, the, the one losing week was an atrocious week, but we um, were proud of the bets this week, went four and four. But, but our two top plays were the, Car- were the Cardinals plus three and a half and the Rams minus three. So both of those cashed. I was pumped about this game. Uh, everybody was hyping up the Giants with Saquon back. And um, Evan Ingram back. But in reality, man, the the Cardinals have been quietly playing really solid football. So anytime you can get three and a half, four points, throw to do so. But, you know, I was a little worried about it. A little worried about it. They're playing
1: library football.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, library football. But I was a little worried about the bet just because it's easy to buy into this Giants hype. And today we saw a very bad defense. They had Patrick Peterson back really get to daniel jones so i have some some major concerns with 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 jones right now
1: yeah i started jones um in one of our leagues uh the, the pro league actually i started jones over Manishu and i could have kicked myself in the dick i thought that they were gonna i thought he was gonna have a great day man i thought it was gonna be and he had like that touchdown to red ellison i think that was really the only thing that kind of like got him a little bit of umph yeah um, and red, who me. is
0: who is red ellison bro made me so mad that's like literally almost drove me through the roof somebody needs to
1: talk to to red bro and tell him to sit the fuck down It's evan ingram's team like he he's the tight end here because that did make me mad too man i'm not gonna lie but the the story of this game was chase edmonds and david johnson not doing shit and it was just incredible it was incredible call by you and i give you full props and everyone that started chase edmonds won a lot of money
0: yeah, I'll, I'm going to be critical of myself, though. I didn't, I didn't play enough of him, man. And I don't know. Uh, I think if so I was still –
1: up with us, man? That's like me with Marvin.
0: Well, it's just you see that David Johnson – you would think that if they were worried about his health that they would not activate him. And they activated him and gave him like one carry. And it just makes no sense because if they would have just rested the dude, I would have went all in Chase Edmonds. And a lot of people would have played him. He would have become very chalky, but um, man, this guy's good. Like if you just watch him play like his, his explosion off the ball, like he he has a different, very quick first step. He's a, he's a good receiver. Um, I am kind of worried and I'm sure you're going to have a response to this. I'm worried if they're both healthy, how it's going to play out. Cause I think we're headed towards a 50, 50 split, which makes both of them kind of tough to play.
1: Okay. So you have that, you have that. And I, I honestly, I don't really know how I feel about that yet. And I will be willing to talk a little more about it next week. I'm going to be straight up with you and straight up with the listeners. I still am undecisive on what I feel about that backfield. But do you want to bring some clarity? A possible thing that could have happened today. This is some, this is some conspiracy theory shit. I uh, just want to warn you, this is shit you find on Reddit. Okay. Cliff Kingsbury plays fantasy football, hypothetically. He plays fantasy football. He's in a league, okay? Guy he's playing against this week had David Johnson. Cliff Kingsbury is in full control of David Johnson and what he does on a football field. And, and this guy's been talking mad shit to Cliff. It's probably like Sean McVay or somebody. He's like, boy, I can't wait. You got the Giants this week. He, he's just going to run because you don't want to lose a football game. He's like, you're going to just run, David Johnson. I'm, I can't wait to start him and beat you in fantasy. Even though you'll win your game, I'm going to whoop your ass in fantasy this week. And then Cliff Kingsbury is like, ha-ha, not today, motherfucker. And he just throws Chase Edmonds in that bitch and just trips out the whole world. And everybody freaks fuck out. And Cliff Kingsbury walked home a Victor because he picked Chase Edmonds up off the waiver wire in his fantasy team. And that's why Chase Edmonds had a way better day than David Johnson. That's my theory.
0: Yours is more um, – <laughs> yours is funnier than mine, but I was literally about to follow this up with he probably bet a, bet a ton of money on, like, the the yard prop. Like, there's prop bets. You can bet on somebody going sure. over under yards. He probably went and, like, bet the house on the under for David Johnson's yard. So, I don't he know, probably man. brought
1: Chase Edmonds with him because he was like, look, I know I couldn't get you all that salary you wanted, but I got, I'm going to help you out today yeah, it's like, yeah he was like let me take you down to the sports book homie like, right, right.
0: <laughs> yeah i always wonder about like you know how easy it would be to do that type stuff though michael like, Michael I, jordan did it yeah i think a lot of, i think a lot of stuff sketchy stuff goes on but one thing about these player bets they do cap them they do say like mac the max bet is x amount so that people can't can't do that um but if you're smart enough you just have like books everywhere you know you go you go bet the line every book you have and I don't know, man. It just I know like in basketball and stuff, I've seen I've seen enough stuff with my own eyes that I believe I definitely believe some of the conspiracy theories about, you know, coaches or refs or players um, having money and you know, money on the line. So I don't know, maybe we get into like a conspiracy episode one day and just let me talk about some of that. But we'll start we'll
1: start a Reddit group. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll start Garage a Garage Guys Reddit group.
1: Garage Guys Reddit where we just talk about all the coaches that playing their their bets and their fantasy sports leagues who knows we may even have one, one of our patreon subscribers could be cliff kingsbury maybe he read the maybe he read the chart who knows? <laughs> maybe he was like damn there he's on to us i gotta follow through <laughs> who knows all right so the 49ers redskins game was absolutely atrocious it was played in the rain was not the game anybody expected nine to zero just wolf um not really much more I need to say about that game. You got anything you want to talk about it?
0: No, man. It was an ugly game. Uh, congrats Dude. to the 49ers for, you know, staying undefeated.
1: So Good job. Good job, guys. All right, favorite crazy game of the day, Titans-Chargers. Crazy Earl, if you're out there, your boy Ryan Tannehill did it. He pulled through, and he made Corey Davis cool again.
0: Did you watch this game?
1: I watch bits and pieces, <laughs> but but yeah.
0: Did you see the fourth and one QB sneak by Tannehill? No, I did not talk about it. So, the Titans had like no business even let like the Chargers shouldn't have even had an opportunity to win. Then um, it was fourth and one. They went QB sneak on like the on the forty forty yard line. The dude, like in my opinion, clearly gets it. Tannehill clearly gets the first down and the refs just give it an atrocious spot. This goes back to like possible like refs having money on it and stuff. I don't know how, I mean, it's, it's a hard game to ref. I understand that, but dude, it was like clear to me that this dude, it was fourth and inches. He reaches it over or his body gets past the line with the ball. And, um, and then the second thing that blew my mind was they didn't, Vrabel didn't challenge it. So the Chargers take the ball all the way to the one yard line and, and ultimately Melvin Gordon fumbles and, the titans win but man it was like a there's just some some things happening this year silly week, bro silly week. but no like the referee in this has have you seen the referee and ever like be this bad no
1: this is the worst year it has been i will be completely honest about that like the officiating is absolutely horrible and it's funny because we talked about this back this was back before the season started uh jordan was on the show and we had the conversation about how the NFL partnered with a casino this year. And we had an entire conversation about how this entire league is about to go strictly into being all about money and bets because the NFL partnered up with uh Caesar's palace. I believe it was. So yeah,
0: you can get me on, we're, we're going to need like another hole. This is not the place, but <laughs> you can get me into all kinds of stuff. Like, I'm, I'm, I I'm. got one thing to say. I know we're not a baseball podcast. There's 0% doubt in my mind that the MLB was using juiced baseballs for more home runs in the regular season. And right before regular season, when the postseason started, they went back to the old baseballs. And there's zero doubt in my mind. So I'm not going to get into the details, but if you do enough research on Twitter and 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 there's like... It, it's it's all there the information is all there and it all it all goes back to basically a deal between a casino and the MLB um management where like news of injuries and players in the depth chart coming in and out like it all goes through them first it's 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 a bunch of conspiracy stuff but if you look at the data like people that are hitting hitting fly balls now in the postseason the way they're hitting them it's the ball's not traveling as far and it's just – it's crazy, man. I can go down a rabbit hole and talk about it too much, so I'm just going to stop now. But.
1: Sure. Okay, GarageFam, should we start a conspiracy theory rabbit hole Garage Guys podcast?
0: Hit us up on Twitter and let us
1: know, and that's how we'll figure this out. I might put a poll out tomorrow.
0: If we do I'm, – I'm, I'm so convinced of this one, I won't even let you call it a conspiracy. No, but, it's like, yes. It's
1: like it's real. It's real shit. Like, But, no, that's what I'm saying. It goes back to that conversation we had before the season started, man. You bring casinos in as sponsorship partners, weird shit happens. It could easily be that. Conspiracy pod. Conspiracy pod. Possibly. Maybe. We'll see. Let us know. But, yeah, just wild as I'm excited now. I am, too. Conspiracy garage.
0: I'm going to go create a bunch of fake Twitter accounts and vote. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> um, Saints
1: Bears loved it. Saints win. Like I said in the beginning of the show, Cynthia Froiland was the only uh, person that that said the Saints were going to win this one. She did say they were going to only win by one point, which was – Obviously not correct, but yeah, Teddy Bridgewater Teddy Bridgewater's undefeated. And there was just a part of this game where it was just cut scene to Drew Breeze. He looked so angry. I don't know if you saw his face. He looked so mad. Really?
0: He looked so mad. Cause you he know, was, he's happy.
1: You can argue, but people are already like, I've seen like some stuff on Instagram, like some memes, like when your backup is better than you and shit like that. And I was like, Whoa, get out of here. I've literally, there's, there was a meme I saw. That there's today. no way people are saying, I didn't, it. I didn't take, like, right? I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Cause it's not
0: true. But yeah, it's like, I literally saw that today. If people start making that thing, then I'm just going to block them.
1: Mm-hmm, that's it's you cannot say that it is trash and it's so disrespectful, especially if you're a saints fan. And if whoever made that meme, if you are a saints fan and you are listening to this podcast, like, you need to really reevaluate your life. And that's all I have to say to you. I I'm trying to be as kind as possible. Reevaluate your fucking life.
0: That being um, said, you know, we're Bridgewater is doing a great job, but come on. You know Latavius like, Murray stole the show. He did, man. This is where my day went south. I so agree. I had I had, I had the I bears. I had the bears. The
1: money went into the money.
0: Yeah, congrats. You I give you your W. I'll take my L but man it just Everything went wrong in this game for the Bears. And you got to be panicking if you're a Bears fan because this is bad. This is really, really bad.
1: Yeah, like they lose people. And then, like, the homie Mitchell Trubisky comes back. He does score 20 fantasy points, which is cool.
0: Let's All garbage.
1: Yeah, and Alan Robinson did decent. I was excited for Alan Robinson. He got me some good fantasy production. Um, and everybody else out there that started him. But, yeah, it's just uh, – dude, Ryan Ramzik completely took Khalil Mack out of the game. That is
0: amazing. The the Saints' offensive line is so good. It's It's so good.
1: Phenomenal. And everybody's still giving all this credit to the Cowboys' O-line. Why don't you go take a little trip uh, east and check out New Orleans' O-line? I think that we have the best O-line in the league right now.
0: Yeah, the 49ers guys were out today. They're two tackles, but it's definitely like the Saints, the Colts, 49ers. There's there's some really good O-lines this year. I don't think necessarily like it's I think the Cowboys thing, it's they're so good, but their day of being the best is is no longer
1: Right, it's not here. One thing I did love about the Saints Bears game, though, is that like I heard the comment a couple of months ago, maybe, um, or maybe last last season, where somebody came out and said that the Saints are the new bullies of the NFL. Like it was the Ravens for so long, like, and now it's the Saints. And there was so much bullying that went on in this game. Like they, the Saints, literally treated the the Bears like like a big brother would treat his little brother. Like, there was two Saints defenders that were, like, calling Tariq Cohen short. Like I saw that play.
0: I saw that play. Sean Payton was talking, too.
1: Yeah, Sean Payton was talking that shit. Um, There was uh, one of the guys, I think it was A.J. Klein. like, had the football, and, like, one of the Bears players tried to swat it out of his hand, and he, like, tricked him and, like, threw it over on the other side. Like, it was hilarious. Like, some of the gifts that came from this game were just so great because, like, they literally just, like, completely humiliated this Bears team. Um, I loved every second of it who that baby
0: who that yeah this defense man is just amazing so uh, happy for the Saints fans I feel like it can only go up from here and you know Chase we've talked about on the podcast several times several times now but I really want to get the Saints Patriots. let's just cut to the Saints Patriots like that's what I want to see in the Super Bowl
1: I don't think we're alone in that i want it to. I, everybody wants Breeze and Brady, and that needs, to be, that needs to happen this year. It just needs to happen this year. I want a Breeze and Brady Super Bowl. But we're going to have to get through the 49ers.
0: Yeah, they, I'm still not sold on. I want to see what happens when Jimmy Garoppolo has to win a game. So, that's the one thing I'll say against them. But His
1: defense wins it for him that's what that's, that's yeah what it's the defense in the there. run
0: game dude and i and i will say this i know we've already skipped skipped past the 49ers but them losing their um all pro fullback is a big deal for that run game
1: kyle Yushek.
0: yeah he is a beast and he has been added to the lineup now for this is the second week and that's going to change a few things man because he was you know we're talking about their offensive line like they're great but I kind of throw the fullback in there with the offensive line. I mean, as Dude, far as – He's a
1: dog, bro. And, like, check is, like, he's amazing. Like, I don't feel like he gets enough credit.
0: I don't think beast. fullbacks
1: get enough credit in general.
0: Go look at the last two weeks, what they've done on the ground versus the the previous four – like, mm-hmm. before and after him being injured is – I know it's only a few games of him being injured, but just seriously, like, this is good fantasy advice. You need to monitor what happens in this 49ers run game for the next few weeks – and it might get you off this Tevin Coleman, breed of thing because it's already a split, which we hate. We hate splits. Um, so just just monitor it.
1: Keep it. Keep an eye out for it. Kyle check is the O line. Is that is that our take here?
0: I count, <laughs> I count. I count. I count him as part of the O line for sure. Big time. It's Big the same time. thing with your boy Sony Michelle here just imported in. They had a. Uh, J- they had James Devlin mm-hmm. who's like a, a hell of a blocker, and he's been out with the injury, and since then. They've had some O line injuries too, so it's definitely a two part problem. But I guarantee you, you'd be much happier with Serny Michelle if you had Devlin in there. So big time. The fullback is still alive, man. It's just it depends on the coach. It depends on how the coach runs the offense. So
1: I think that every fullback should have to mandatorily wear a neck roll.
0: I agree. I think. I think. It only shout makes out sense. Mike Allstott. That was he was the man.
1: Shout out Vanderash for being like the only person to wear one.
0: You said Vanderash.
1: Yeah. Shout out oh, to no. him. He's like yeah. the only only he's like the only football player like wearing one. I think I haven't. Yeah. I don't think I've seen anybody else wearing a neck roll. It just reminds me of NFL blitz, and I love every every minute of it.
0: Hey, Devlin yeah. rocked it. So, but he's not playing yeah. right now. Uh, they they should have to wear one. That's 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 what I'm gonna say about that. Last
1: game uh, before we cover uh, Monday night's game, Jets Patriots. I, I probably watched the least of, – of any of the games that I watched today, I watched the least of this one, the Ravens-Seahawks. Uh, see that the Ravens beat the Seahawks by uh, – it was 30-16. to 16, Come is-
0: on, man. After our last podcast, we said that this is the one we had to watch from –
1: Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And, like, just the way that things added up today, like with all the crazy wild shit that happened, like it completely just, like, submerged, like, my – It's like- okay. My I had vision and I, in my I held a,
0: I held it. I held it together for us. I had I your back. You.
1: Thank you. But yeah, Lamar Jackson had him a rushing touchdown and uh Tyler locket, Tyler the rocket locket did his damn thing, but, uh, not the, not the game that I thought it was going to be. I, I thought that the Seahawks could have probably won this one or should have won this one. So it's, it's weird. they like, yeah. they're like, what, they've lost two games at home.
0: Yeah. It's been a weird year for both these teams, honestly. Um, this is one of our bets we were on the Ravens so I was glad to win this bet um but man it's been a really weird year we've seen the Ravens underperform against some really bad teams and barely beat them and then we've seen uh mostly the the Seahawks be really really good but I want to keep watching this man maybe will disley being out is going to have a a pretty big impact here seems so seems like it is so far and it's just one game we don't we don't judge things off one game sample size but Metcalf is not your, like, number two guy in all offense. He's not ready for that role yet.
1: And, and as, as bad as it sucks to say that, I, I, I have to agree with you. Um, it just looks like that they're going to just continue to just find other options. I think that uh, that it's basically just Lockett is your guy. That's your, your go-to man. And then um, <clears throat> who, else, who else do we have today uh, in the receiving game that, that stepped up?
0: Uh, it wasn't Jaron Brown. He dropped a touchdown.
1: Chris Carson, ten fantasy points, eighteen fantasy points for the Ravens defense in Seattle.
0: Yeah, it was that pick six from Peters that we talked about. That's that drove up that score. I think like six points more than it should have been. Um, which is hats off to the turnover, especially against Russell Wilson. Um, yeah,
1: just not the day that that they that they should have had. Like I, I literally, the Seahawks should have won this game in my mind. <clears yeah, <clears some
0: <throat> of the um, some of the runs by Lamar Jackson were. So insane this game. So I'm suggesting Sweet. the listeners to go watch it. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Some of the things like he looked like he was about to get sacked and stayed up. So I, I might just start plugging him in, dude, on DraftKings and FanDuel for cash games, just because as long as he doesn't get hurt, he's gonna have that. I mean, the rushing yards are so valuable that he doesn't even have to have a good day passing.
1: Lamar is just one of those guys, man. Like he's he's gonna find a way to ball. And, and and I finally realized, like all the hate that came out of him before the season started, like all the people talk about how he's not a passer, this and that. Like he, he solidified himself in the in the QB one game, and that's really all I have to say about Lamar. He's he's solidified. He's there.
0: He's still solid. I mean, he's for me. I'm not gonna admit it yet. I'm stubborn. Uh, I think he he solidified it himself in in the fantasy world, but they still had had one of the most favorable schedules for QBs and. You know, I'm strictly talking fantasy right now when I say, like, his his floor is just so high. But eventually, like, why can't somebody just guard the tight ends and make them throw it to other people? Why is that such a – I mean, I guess they kind it, of did it's that. It's weird, isn't it?
1: Like, he's – like, because every everyone knows, everyone with a brain or everyone that, like, you know, studies the game or plays fantasy football very heavily understand by now that Lamar Jackson loves tight ends. And I say it all the time. So, you would think that these teams would – be like, okay, well, let's do that. But then then I guess that you also – I guess that they just kind of feel like, well, if we just do that, then he's just it's going to be Hollywood Brown town. You know what I mean? Or it's going to be Willie Sneed. Like, they, he's going to find a way to get the ball wherever it needs to go.
0: Yeah, with those at some random tight end. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah. t- like tight end two.
1: <laughs> yeah, like Hayden Hirsch just comes out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like it's – but but that's that's why I say what I say about Lamar is that he's solidified himself. Like he's going to do what he's got to do and get the ball where it needs to go or he's going to run it in himself. So, again, that was the uh, the Sunday, Sunday slate uh, for the NFL for week seven. Silly week seven. I we do want to
0: get your opinion real quick on something. Sorry to cut you off. What is it? I want your opinion on rank these teams: Texans, Colts, Ravens.
1: Texans, number one. Probably the same order you said: Texans, Colts, Ravens. That's how I rank them.
0: I think I'm crazy saying this, but I mean today, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Colts one, Texans two, Ravens three. So we're
1: I'm not ready to put the Colts one,
0: even after today's win. I'm not ready. I think they're only going to get better, man. They're starting to get their defense back, but
1: I'll let you know when I'm ready. I'm just—it's—it's it's kind of hard for me to like comp, comprehend that.
0: The Texans have the most upside. I, I agree with yeah, that, but yeah, that's dude, why. like Bill O'Brien's going to find a way to screw this up.
1: <clears throat> I hope not. I'd love to see them actually get past one game in the playoffs. <laughs> like,
0: it'd
1: <laughs> so be true. nice. Yeah, it'd be cool to see. But yeah, I'm gonna rank them the way that you you ordered them: Texans, okay. Colts, Ravens and you got Colts, Texans, ratings.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The Colts Colt, I've been I've been so big on the Texans since the first day you had me on the podcast. It's they're 1A and 1B. I don't know where I, how I feel yet about that. Um, it's just I'm just trying to to display how wide open this AFC two-spot is.
1: It is, dude. It, the AFC is nuts this year. It's going to be crazy to watch how everything unfolds as the weeks go on. I'm I'm super excited about it though, I can't lie. AFC really has uh, been a kind of a big dice roll. So just to to, to find out these different teams that are coming up that are going to be challenging the Patriots, it's going to be fun to watch. But uh, speaking of the Patriots, week seven's been a silly week, and I think that we may could see another silly thing on Monday. You know where I'm going with this. Stop it. I didn't tell you. I didn't tell you. you know where I'm going with this. I think the Jets Jets could win tomorrow. <laughs>
0: Stop it. I think the Jets could be
1: the Patriots tomorrow,
0: bro. I, I think, think they could keep it competitive for a half, but I don't I don't I don't know if I'm Are you messing I, with me or are you being serious?
1: I really I really and like like I said, I'm probably gonna just like like tomorrow after tomorrow night, I'm probably gonna be like, damn, this podcast is public.
0: But <laughs> right
1: now, in this very moment, I think that the Jets it won't be about much, but I think that the Jets could beat the Patriots tomorrow. Just, just judged off of how nuts this week was to, to me personally, like judged off of how weird week seven was, I think that it could happen.
0: It wouldn't be as crazy of a take if we're talking about somebody other than the New York football Jets. I do know.
1: Like, dude, this is what you got to think about, though, okay? Sam Darnold's back. We saw what they did to the Cowboys last week. Granted, the Patriots are not the Cowboys. But then we saw what the Cowboys did to the Eagles. Okay.
0: Don't do this game. Don't Eagles, do this. The, the NFL. Eagles, don't yeah, the this.
1: Eagles suck. I get that. But, like, still, it's just, it's, it's crazy, dude. Like, it's just how things bounce back week to week and how wild things are. I just remember this brings me back to 2000, and I think it was last, later last year, or the year before last, when the Jets played the Patriots and, I know it's a completely different team, but I remember that the Jets got robbed of a win because of a touchdown catch by – what's his name, dude? Oh, my God. He has – Austin Safarian Jenkins. He had caught a touchdown pass for the Jets, and they ruled it wasn't a a touchdown, and then the Patriots won the game. But if that touchdown – it was a touchdown catch. It was in there. The hands were down, everything. Like and people will still argue that to this day, especially Jets fans, and they they would have won that game. And I feel like ever since then, like that was just that moment where it's just like they about to get what's coming to them. Like like, you're
0: factoring that into this game.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's insane.
0: I'm nuts when it comes to
1: shit like that, but it's a superstition thing. Okay, so tomorrow, yeah, we have a whole new Jets team. This Jets team is completely different. Le'Veon Bell. And I get that the Patriots defense is rocking and rolling, but I'm firing up Crowder tomorrow. I think Crowder's going to have a pretty big game. Uh, Robbie Anderson's going to be a hit or miss. Le'Veon Bell is probably not going to have the quickest start, but he's going to end up getting in the end zone at least one time tomorrow. Sucks Chris Herndon's still not around. I just think that they're going to find a way to just like grind this out and they're either going to tire out this Patriots defense somehow, or just some wild, crazy shit's going to happen. And it's going to be like, like the Patriots aren't one of those teams that lay down though. Like they never lay down. Like you'll never see them lay down. Like there are some teams that just will not prepare for a team that they think is shit. And then they'll end up getting beat. Like the Patriots aren't one of those teams. So, like, I think that it's legitimately just going to be wild. Either it's either going to be wild how they win, or they're literally going to wear this defense down with a run game. That's going to be
0: it. Yeah. I mean, I'll say this just for like, I don't, I, don't, I think you're crazy. Entertain for my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, let me, let me break down this game. So, I think the Patriots' defense is going to be way too much for them in the long term. Like, we really have only seen this Jets team together um for what two games really like the full force and the o is not the greatest I think the Patriots are going pressure on Darnold it's not going to be as easy as that that Cowboys defense man I really think they're going to struggle the, the Patriots I want to like Jamison Crowder and I'm I'm contemplating playing him in the showdown slate because I think he's the natural guy to the slot that w- could, could hurt the Pats but the Patriots give up the fewest fantasy points to the slot of anybody in the league. So does that mean that I completely rule him out? No, because they've pretty much given up in the top I mean, they're 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 good across the board. So you can't say like, okay, they're the they're the best against the slot and then they're like the third best against the outside receivers. You know what I mean? So Crowder's not the, the worst play. I just it's it's this is not a good matchup for the Jets right now with the second week of everybody being healthy. I wish this game was two or three weeks out.
1: Statistically, not any way possible for my take to happen chase's brain silly season week seven very possible that's all I have to say about it
0: I would think it has to happen with a huge Le- like Le'Veon game that's the only way I don't I don't see them just giving up 400 yards We're passing they gotta wear him out
1: and if Adam Gase knows what's good for him he'll know that Levion Bell needs to have a superstar game tomorrow
0: I'll say this I'll add I'm trying to help your take let's see so (laughs) it's hard huh (laughs) no no the kicking game in New England is something to watch like if this guy gets out there and the Patriots are moving the ball but then they're settling like right around the 30 and Mike Nugent's kicking like a bunch of 45 yarders he very well could miss two or three of them and if that happens you get in one of those low scoring games and the Jets do just enough to keep it close and then if you enter the game in the fourth quarter, it's a one possession game, then there you go. So
1: it, it, it could go either way. I'm going to just continue on the route of the silly week. I think that uh, we, we'll, we'll still see some more silliness tomorrow. So excited about that game. Great recap. Great show. Do you have anything else that we need to bring to attention before we end
0: silly week seven? I don't have anything man. I think that's it. Uh wish we would have played that Marvin Jones and Chase Edmund stack. So yes. That wasn't a, that was uh our bad, but we still gave out the take and I know a lot of people played those guys in, in season long so and including me in one league so didn't not a total loss but wish we would have gotten real aggressive with the tournament.
1: Big time. Well look, you go and do the Wolverine laying in bed meme with chase edmonds and i'll do it with marvin jones like right now and with that sports party repeat